Hello. Hi. Coming to you through the electrical impulses of the internet, it's F That Noise. Featuring Mike Burdick, Keith Reeve, Jamie Klein, Pete Melia, and Steve Taylor. All right, it is episode 13 of F That Noise. Subject today, kids, is what were you most embarrassed about in your life? And we'll go a little deeper in explaining the premise behind that in a little while. But first, I want to introduce my cohorts on this crazy train. And uh, we are broadcasting this live on Facebook for the first time for on, our, on our Facebook page, F That Noise, Facebook.com slash F That Noise. Uh, so, if you're looking on Facebook from left to right, we have Mr. Jamie Klein. I like to watch. There's Pete Melia going in now. There's Mr. Pete Melia. How are you? Hey, people! Uh, hey, Mike, <laughs> Mike Burdick in the lower right. <laughs> Lamb legs Popeye. And, Popeye! And Steve Taylor in the lower we left. We swear a lot. Yes, as we should. <laughs> Uh, so much. Yes, not safe for work and not safe for children. If your kids are watching this, we uh, have a little bone to pick with you. But anyway, we do a little thing here on the show called the Drive of the Week. And for those of you that are just tuning in, the Drive of the Week, a drive is a movie line that is set at exceptional velocity and volume, usually comes out of nowhere. And the person in charge of picking this every week is Mr. Klein, so I will turn it over to him. All right. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's how I prime it every day. Um, anyway, so what we have for the drive of the week is the 1989 Oliver Stone Vietnam War film, Born on the Fourth of July, starring Tom Cruise. Um, this is a very exceptional drive. Is um, you're going to hear it. Tom Cruise is also known for his drives. He's we've already talked about Tropic Thunder, uh, where he had a great drive during that. He also has a few good drives in, uh, in a few other movies. But um, this is probably my all-time favorite Tom Cruise drive in any film. This is when. Um, he just tells his mom he just wants to play with his penis, um, but he's a uh, quadriplegic and uh, has no legs. I'm already laughing. <laughs> just Wait, play this goddamn clip. So, are you laughing at the condition or the clip? Uh, I'm la- no, not the condition. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! All right. All right. All right. Here's here's the clip. Tom Cruise from Born on the Fourth of July. This episode's drive of the week. Don't say penis in this house. Penis! Mom. Penis, big fucking erect penis, Mom! mom. Penis! Penis! Mom! Penis! Penis! Mom! Penis! 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 I love the oh, second. This is not oh my god! To a good start. The second. That's, that's music. That's music right there. The second octave. Absolutely. On the. Uh, <laughs> on, on the sec- On the last one. It's fantastic. Oh. Penis. <laughs> penis. Big fucking erect penis, mom. Penis. Penis. Oh, <laughs> 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 No, 
long does he drive the God. F-bomb? And he says it's fucking Iraq. That rivals like Beethoven's fifth. That's just music. That's amazing. That was pretty amazing. That was the F That Noise Drive of the Week brought to you by Trashman Media. For the latest Blu-ray and DVD reviews, including videos and interviews, check out our Trashman Media at www.trashmanmedia.com, as well as on Twitter and Facebook. All right. So, we are the, like I said, the topic was what's the most... <laughs> Why is that funny? That came out of nowhere. Sorry. <laughs> it's like, boom. Sultan of Segway. Um... God, I lost my train of thought. God damn it, Mike. <laughs> Sorry. So the, <laughs> what a scrotum snagging gruesome incident. Yeah. yeah. So what was the that most scrotum will get you every time? So the, Fuck it, we're going live. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> Go live. Go live. Act like you've been here before, oh you sons of bitches. Um Shit. The topic this week is the time <laughs> times you were most embarrassed yelling penis in front of your mother. Or wait, no, uh, just times you were no. the most embarrassing. And that is brought on by this article I saw. Uh, apparently, that this, the incident took place last fall, but it's the first time I'm seeing it. BYU student snags scrotum in gruesome pole vault accident, needing 18 stitches, and his urologist father was the one to operate. Uh, uh, Zach McWhorter, which just sounds like the perfect last name for somebody that's going to have his sack just fucking plunged, uh, has leaped into viral fame thanks to a scrotum bashing video he posted Monday on the social media platform TikTok. As of Friday the afternoon, the video had received 3.7 million likes and over 206,000 shares. <laughs> the wince-inducing video, which his father filmed last September during what looks like a practice, shows McWhorter successfully completing a leap only to have the pole hit him right in the testicles better than a better than a javelin i guess yeah i mean it takes yeah. a lot of balls to post that i had a great jump it felt so good it was the best jump of the day the utah college student told the station as he sprung over the bar the pole recoiled <laughs> And quote unquote just got me in the sweet spot as he colored. This is sweet. The ball bashing oh was caught God. on camera, but not what happened after <laughs> McWhorter landed and assessed the damage. Quote unquote, I could see right into my scrotum. Fuck Fascinating. That. Fuck that. That's from the Huffington Post that report BT Dubs. Ended, ended pole vaulting forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. Yeah, yeah. So after like if, if that happened that to you, happened more often. Yeah, so that was my first thought. Like, why is this like the first time I'm ever hearing about something like this? Secondly, if that happened to you, could you ever pull vault again? No. On the on the list of things you might not be able to do again, that that that's not the first thing that comes to mind. <laughs> right. I I understand. Exactly. But like yeah. If pole- Mike's talking about sex. Thank you. Sex. Thank you. If pole vaulting's yeah, your thing. I was taught, yes. If pole vaulting's your thing, right? No, no, no pun intended. <laughs> if pole vaulting's <laughs> your thing and you can't do it anymore or need to do it anymore, could you? Then there's ours. Penis. <laughs> <laughs> 
cracks me up is the no that she comes up with after that. No! <laughs> she knows what's going to happen. She's just trying desperately to stop it. Penis, 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 As if she's going to erase it. That's the kind of a good drive also by the mom. That was a great drive. I I don't know. I'd be fine if we just like keep playing this clip for an entire half hour. I don't think we have to do anything else. Somebody's watching. Somebody's listening to this for the first time going, what the fuck am I listening to? (laughs) Holy crap. All right. So who wants to lead off? Like who's got a story? The most, the most embarrassed you've ever been. Something you've done where you're just, holy Uh, shit. I can't believe this is happening to me. All right, I'll tell you something. Now, mind you, I don't think I've told anyone this. Ooh, I like these. And no one ever knew this happened. I was it's the only good. one that it's, knew It'll this stay between happened. all of us. And you'll totally understand why I, I did not tell anyone this. And, it was when I was in boot camp. And the internet and Facebook. When I was in boot camp, before you went to bed in boot camp, you had to drink two full canteens of water in like two minutes. And then you had to lay in your bed for an hour before you can get up. Like after lights out, you had to lay in bed for an hour. If you got up any time after that, the drill instructors would kill you. They, I had fallen. Just... I had fallen asleep <laughs> yeah, right. in my bunk, and I pissed my bunk. <sighs> and oh, so shit. when I woke up, I was like, "If anyone ever fucking knew I did this, it would be the end of days." Now, mind you, I was lucky. I was at the, I was at the end of a row, and there was like five bunks after me where there was nobody. And so I, w- I waited for the guard, the guy on guard, to go into the bathroom. I jumped up, stripped my bed, m- took the mattress, and swapped it with one of the empty bunks. <laughs> oh, my oh. God. Took no one saw my, you? No one saw this. Took all of my sheets and everything. Because you were allowed to do laundry after, after lights out in case you didn't, like you had some dirty clothes or whatnot. So I brought all my laundry and was wa- I washed all the sheets. All the pill, everything. Made my bed, got back in, and went back to sleep. No one ever fucking knew. Wow! But I was so embarrassed, and I said, and 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 I knew that if anyone ever found out, a I would have got the shit kicked out of me. But b it would have been the end of my natural life. Like I would have, I being eighteen year old marine pissed his bed. I'll never ever forget that as long as I live. But it's always the whole point of drinking the canteen of water. Like what is that like? It's it's too or something. No, it, it's their way of getting you – if you're in, like, a combat situation and you're, like, in a stealth mode where you're, you don't want anyone, the enemy, to know where you are, the last thing you want to do is piss because the smell from your urine gives you away. So part of it is, like, training your body to hold it for as long as possible with as much in you as possible. So it was all training. It wasn't hating. They were all training you to do that. And we did it every night, and out of three months, it was just that one night that I fucking fell asleep. And next thing I know, I'm laying in fucking a big old pound of piss. Steve, I think they trained you to get kidney stones. I think that's what they trained you for. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, I did that on my own. They didn't need to train me how to do that. Uh, <laughs> knowing your history. But I just... To this day, though, I'm wondering who the next guy is that got that bunk of the pissy mattress I swapped out. Oh, it sucks to be that guy. <laughs> he's yeah, he's right. the one that got the shit kicked out of him and never lived it down. <laughs> he probably did. Oh, Don't my God. That's okay. He made it out. Oh, That's true. 
<laughs> so Steve pissed his bed. But you know what, though? You drank, like, a fucking canteen of water. I mean, like, it's not yeah. that embarrassing. It's not like you were, like, in a live fire drill and pissed your pants. Like You were, okay, I was in one of the most masculine situations being a recruit in the Marine Corps. And if they would have found out, I'd piss my bed. Uh, you got to understand that the environment, though. You know, I think I mean? it was more embarrassing for yourself. Oh, I was in your own mind that you were embarrassed. Like, oh my god, I can't believe this happened. Thank God, no one found out. Right? Yeah, but that was a good save, though. Yeah, yes. it was a great save. I, I don't understand how you did the laundry without anyone telling you. No, no, yeah, no. The, the guy saw me do the laundry, but like I said, you were allowed to get up and do laundry after that hour period. Like you could get up and go to the bathroom. There was a laundry machine and, and dryer in the bathroom area where the showers were. All and right. if you had like some dirty clothes from, like, say, some of our drills, we got real muddy or something, you were allowed to do laundry in the middle of the night. So I just brought my laundry. I told him, ah, my sheets were kind of smell like shit, so I thought I'd wash them. He's like, oh, I don't give a fuck. So the guy had, the guy had no idea. Swap. How did you pull that off? Yeah. He's a Marine. It was, well, they were yeah, mattresses, and they were shitty and flimsy. And so, like I said, I just had to wait. Everyone else was passed out. I just had to wait for the guy on duty to go into the bathroom. And I was no, you like, said duty. I know, in bathroom. <laughs> Thanks for not disappointing, Jim. Thanks for not disappointing. <laughs> All right, who's next? The mattress. Oh, man, I'm just shocked at that. That that would suck if you got caught with that. Oh my god, I would have been uh. fucking done. Done, done, done. All right, anybody? Any, <clears throat> anybody else gonna go? Mike, Mike. what do you got, Mike? Jamie? Mike. <laughs> what? Mike. You Mike. Look like, you look like you're itching to go here. All right. Um. Well, I think uh, I I had a couple like thousand that I could be embarrassed about. Um, right, one I thought of when, when I was a kid and actually put my finger in a coffee grinder. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What's that? Charlie Bubbles, the old fashioned coffee grinder. Um, <laughs> another is when I fell out of a bunk bed. But I think by far the one that I was most embarrassed about was when I, uh, I stabbed my girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, you have to elaborate on that one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I I thought I'd just leave it at that. You were, um, but you no, were I, embarrassed. I was, uh, I was living in Brooklyn, and uh, I had a play that I was in, and uh, my girlfriend came to see the play, and her parents were in town uh, for the weekend, so they had come too. So if you if you know anything about New York, it like late at night the subways slow down like most <laughs> cities. So if you miss the subway. Uh, you you're waiting for a long time and we were going to go get a drink and everything. So we're like, I'm rushing down the stairs to get the subway. I barely got the door held it open. So everyone get in. When I did that though, out of my flannel comes this cigar case, this glass cigar, cigar case. Someone had gotten cigars for the play. So I, I had this case and I didn't realize that when it hit the ground, it actually, the top broke off. So it was a jagged edge that I put back into my pocket in the flannel. So little did I know that I had this very jagged edge weapon in, in my shirt. So we're going, we're going to the next subway and we're on the next platform waiting, the three of us. And I'm wrestling around with my girlfriend. And in the midst of wrestling around with her, I had put her in a headlock. 
and brought her head down to me and got her right in the neck. Jesus. Oh, Jesus. With the jagged edge. And, uh, wait, wait. you said so, we're wrestling on the subway? Wait, wait. We were just like messing around, you know, just playing, playing. <laughs> oh, right. It wasn't, it wasn't like a, like a, like, uh, you know, the, the, like the classic wrestling where she's got to get out of the okay. three point turn. But, you um, do work for, you know, wrestling. That's true. I didn't hit her with a chair. Um, <laughs> you can get so her with the turn. Yeah. Thing <laughs> It was fine. So uh, I'm in the middle of uh, I'm in the middle of Brooklyn at the Central Station, where just below where the Barclays Arena is now. It wasn't there then, and uh, I I basically she's bleeding, and oh. we run upstairs, and I'm like I got to get a cab and I got to get her to the closest hospital. I have no idea where the hospital is, and uh, I'm going. I'm getting. I get in the cab. I'm like take us to the closest hospital. I don't know where the hospital is. Shit, go to the next cab. Take us to the hospital. I have no idea where the hospital No cab driver in Brooklyn what? knows where the hell a hospital is. They just so finally you, I get one. They just fifth, didn't want you bleeding in the guy. cab. What's that? They just didn't want her bleeding in the cab. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, Travis Bickle would be fine with it. But anyway, so the fifth one knew uh, where one was. And it turned out it was two blocks away. I could have walked there. So I, so I get in now. Her mother is extremely <laughs> nervous. She's just a nervous, jumpy person. So like I, I told her, I said, you, you go in with the doctors. I'm going to calm them down. I'm going to come around and meet you in there in just a minute. So she goes in to get, you know, to get stitched up or whatever. I calm them down, sit them down. I come around maybe three minutes later. And there is no sign of my girlfriend. Instead, there's like bunch of nurses, an intern or a doctor or something, a bunch of people just looking at me with this death look because <laughs> they were sure that I had stabbed her. It's typical Saturday night for them in Brooklyn. And they're all, and little did I, did I realize until later that they had given her the third degree. They're like, are you sure you don't want us to call the police? This'll happen again. And <laughs> All this wow. kind of stuff. And they, they basically were they were trying to get me in jail for it because they were sure I did it. And and not only did I feel incredibly bad for her, but I I've never been probably as embarrassed in my life that I that I allowed that to happen. So that was my embarrassing story. Jesus. That's that's definitely up there. Holy <laughs> shit. Yeah. I mean how many stitches did she get? Do you remember? I, I don't remember. It was it was at least at least five, but I don't remember. Honestly, okay. Jesus, five stitches. That's scary, though. That, that could have really gone sideways. Like if you'd got her, you know. Oh, I know. I the, got her just a little things or something different. There. Yeah. I mean, oh, God. It was very scary. And then now it's it's less scary. But then it was I was petrified. Yeah, I was terrified oh. of that. Wow. Oh, right. Thanks, Mike. I pissed yeah. the bed. You almost commit murder. That's yeah. fucking yeah. one up in me. Way to go. <laughs> well, but in, Bro- but in Brooklyn, that's like a misdemeanor. That's true. Slap on the wrist. <laughs> no <laughs> sleep till Brooklyn for me. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right, Mike, uh, new rule. Whoever's the, uh, whoever talks gets to pick who goes next, so there's no dead air here. Okay, I want uh, Pete Melia's story. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, do, Pete, should we both go at the same time? Because we talked about this yesterday. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Um, All right. This is something that happened. I love the hesitance. I loved it. (laughs) Uh, Pete, this happened to both Pete myself. Um, (laughs) Here it goes. All right. It was 1988, May of 88. 
Critters 2 was really? in theaters along with Friday the 13th Part 7, Casual Sex. <laughs> we, were, we were in sixth grade riding our BMX bikes to school, happy, glad the year is going to be over soon, wondering what junior high is going to be like, riding down the old railroad tracks and, and getting to school early and seeing a couple of our friends and just hanging out and having a good time. Well, the windows were open because it was a beautiful day out, right? So the windows are open and, and some of the teachers are coming in and, uh, you know, are, are getting ready. But uh, school hasn't started yet. Um, Pete and Jamie, they're, they're little wild guys and they get to be a little goofy sometimes. And so uh, there was this one student teacher and uh, you got to remember, we're about 12 years old. So um, our, our, our ding dongs are, are active at this time. And so there was this pretty <laughs> hot teacher that was subbing and so uh pete and i decided <laughs> to run by her window and shout out some inappropriate things to this lady <laughs> and at first it was like what are you doing tonight hey what a date it's just like stupid shit <laughs> then, 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 then it got date? escalated real fast <laughs> and uh i think it starts looking she's looking for us and now it's we think it's hilarious we're like hiding under the window and cracking up and everything um but the <laughs> the thing that did it that just flipped her out was we asked her if she had a hairy vagina oh jesus <laughs> <laughs> you did not we, we were we were curious lads <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's so awful you're 12 so, years um, old um, we we never found out the answers. I'm still a little pissed about that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, I wonder. No, so in other words, I, I, it's I the same thing you would ask her today. Yes. So, <laughs> so when exactly did the embarrassment hit? Oh, oh, oh. pretty fast. <laughs> well, we're hanging out with this one kid um, who starts laughing at us, and um, I won't say names because you guys know who he is. And all of a sudden, the principal opens the door. And yells at the kid who is laughing at us because he was swearing. Goes, you! And he points to Pete. You! And he points to me. You! Get in here now! And usually this, this principal is a really nice guy. And it was really cool. I, I've never seen this guy so pissed off. <laughs> so we get in and they interrogate us one by one. And so <laughs> Pete was interrogated. Uh, or no, I was interrogated first. And Did so, they take you in separately? Yes, yeah. I, I don't know about the other kid, but he, he he barely got he got away pretty easy. He went back to class or something like that. But um, he interrogated me first and just kept saying, "What were you saying? What were you what were you guys doing? Who said this and that?" And I was not giving him anything. I was like, "I don't know. I, I no, just yelling and making noises and stuff. You know, blah blah blah. Just like bullshit, bullshit, bullshit." So he goes, "Okay." Um, and then I didn't. I thought that was gonna be it. You know, being naive, and he goes, "Okay, well, I'm going to bring Pete in, and uh, I'm going to see hear his side of the story." I'm like, "Oh fuck! Oh fuck! Pete, don't give him anything! Don't give him anything!" Oh, he obviously shit. had CIA <laughs> So, uh, Pete, what happened when you went in? <laughs> well, first of all, like, you know, by this point, I had been I'd been pretty seasoned, you know, dealing with trouble and adults and so on, you know. So, I've had my fair share of experience. So. You know, I was just going to stonewall the guy, and he'd eventually give up, you know, and get tired of asking. So this went on for, like, a long time. He's like, what did you say? 
What did you say to this woman? And I was giving him other things, you know. Oh, we said this, we said that, right? After he wouldn't give up for a while, and he wasn't he wasn't good with that. And I'm thinking, what does this guy know? Did he hear the whole thing? And I'm, like, I'm like, you know, he's bluffing. He's totally bluffing. Like I'm looking at Jamie. Jamie's got this smirk on his face as always, and I'm starting to laugh a little bit. And he's getting really pissed now. And I can tell, like, this this one I'm for like a half an hour, like no joke. Like, and I, I got to the point where I'm like, I'm a lot of tricks. Like, I, I don't, I, I don't know how to deal with this guy. Like, this adult is something is giving me something I've never seen before. Like, <laughs> I don't, just like, he just walked down. Like, I felt, it was like Cool Hand Luke, you know. After I filled the the ditch in for the last time, I couldn't take anymore. Like, <laughs> so I gave it up. Like, like under my breath, I'm like, yeah, Mary, <laughs> I'm like I'm beaten and broken, and then I keep it up. And then Jamie, of course, no help at all. Goes. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. What do you want from me? I'm like humiliated and like I'm like broken down and like stripped bare and humiliated and like I can't believe I said that. You know, I can't he believe I'm you? in this situation. Like, no, yeah. oh, <laughs> oh, it was terrible. God. <laughs> uh, but it got worse. I wasn't even in the mood. To, I, I wasn't even in the mood to laugh for once. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it got worse though because then, then the principal says very seriously, he "Goes now. Nah, I know you boys are. I've been thinking about sex, and you're at that age now. <laughs> oh no! Oh, more no. on your mind." And he goes, he goes, and uh, um, believe me, sex is good. <laughs> when he said that, right there, I was like. <laughs> like covering my face, like like I can't look, and it was like I could feel snot bubbles about to come out of my nose. I'm like trying to oh hold in god. this laughter. How on I was earth like, oh my god! All I could think about was like, oh, we're gonna be reciting lines to this for years and years, and sure enough, we still are. <laughs> oh my god, I was so dead. But then, then he put the hammer down, and he goes, and he goes, well, I am gonna have to make a phone call to your parents. Right there, it was like every everything I thought was funny, like all the humor, like oh god, this is so eighties and great, and that killed it right there. I was like, oh fuck! Both Pete and I were like, <gasps> just like devastated of that. <laughs> so so what happened? And, what and happened? I remember Pete Pete and I had out that weekend. We had planned like like I think it was my parents or his parents were going to take us to I don't know if it was Poochie Skates or some skateboard place. Because we were all big into skateboards, and we were going to go get, like, slime balls and uh, <laughs> all, this, all this shit on our skateboards. We're all excited about it. Like, oh, I'm going to get a Volterra, and I'm going to get Steve Caballero, and Jeff Kendall, and ah! We were so obsessed with skateboarding. And I was like, oh, my God, we're not going to be able to get, we didn't, we're not going to be able to go to skate, get your skateboards this weekend. <laughs> Jesus. And, um, oh, my God. And I still remember, like, I, my parents. Oh, Pete, do you remember your parents or how how they reacted? Yeah, they they, they were fucking pissed because like <laughs> you, you could tell they heard the whole story and, and they heard every bit of it. You know, like they, yeah. they didn't leave anything out. Like they they knew what we said. Like it, oh my god, that sucked so bad. Yeah. But um, you know, I, I remember we we went out in the little office area. You know, where the you know, the administrator was sitting there, and there was some other <clears throat> office staff or whatever. Right. And looking at it, they had an expression on their face. They knew it. They knew exactly what And so did a lot of the other teachers. So, like, when we were kind of walking around school, like, it was you know, the other students didn't really know. Or maybe they did. 
but the teachers knew. Um, at least some of them did, and you could just tell. And it was oh my god, it was humiliating. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it was, I think I blocked that oh, out. Oh god. Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> it was pretty bad. Oh, and I still I still remember my parents like uh, Jamie. Well, maybe it's time for the talk about birds <laughs> and the bees. And I remember hearing that and running up my stairs and like I don't want to hear this. Like all oh, men, <laughs> I don't want to hear this. Like slamming the door. And, like, uh, <laughs> So many not good things triggered, like it's just oh like a God. chain reaction of not good things. Like, <laughs> we were kids, like everything, uh, everything, everything we did was like sleepovers. We we're like, this guy was sleeping over this guy's house. This, I, I, my parents, like, no, that's it, no sleepovers. And I still remember waiting all the way until June to have a sleepover at my friend Marty's house. And then we finally had the sleepover and I ended up getting food poisoning in his house and puking. Oh my out. God, <laughs> it was horrible. Horrible. The, the spring of 1988 sucks tits. <laughs> <laughs> you sure it wasn't the year before, Jim? Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, well, actually, 87 was actually kind of a good year for me. That was oh, a good uh, year. 87. You, you uh, can't say that because it ruins the nomenclature of the 90s. It does It does ruin it. Yeah. So. But yeah, that's, that's one of our... I was trying to think of other embarrassing stories and I, I was like, Pete, what do you think of this one? I was like, yeah, that's... It's pretty embarrassing. Yeah, yeah, that one's just that's a run. I don't. All right. I don't. I, all right, I still want to get a hairy pussy though. I don't think of Jamie in embarrassment in the same <laughs> sentence. Like I don't think there's no. many things that you've done, Jamie, that you have, and you have the penchant, the reputation for do, going above and beyond to get a reaction out of people. I don't yeah, see I you do as doing that. much where you're yeah. like, oh, maybe that's a little too far. <laughs> <laughs> I would go along with that One assessment. Point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, All right, Mr. Green. It wasn't easy to come up with. Things. <laughs> yeah. Then you've oh. lived. You lived a charmed life. <laughs> yes. There's a couple things that I'm not proud of, but I think the most embarrassed I've ever been in my life, and Steve was there for the aftermath. Oh, I knew you were gonna say this. And this was my going away party for New- going when I moved to New Jersey. Oh. Right, Steve. Is that where, is that where you thought I was going? I, I knew you were going with this. It was between this and Clarendon, but oh. I was pretty sure. I'm not embarrassed it was about Clar- be this one. I'm not embarrassed about Clarendon. That's that's her issue, man. I just got okay. caught up okay. in that. This story that I'm about to tell you was 100 percent me. I am fully responsible, and it actually encompasses about five years from beginning to the absolute end yeah. of this story. Okay. And this story. The night of the story actually caused me to gain respect for a local celebrity in the news, but we'll fill that in later. Yeah. I, I'm going to give, and, and you know what? I'm going to I'm going to say his name because he deserves all the kudos and credit in the world. This is not talking smack about him at all, but I'll get to that. Hey, man, Just tell what? me it's not Brother Weez. No, it no, it isn't. He's a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so. I moved to New Jersey in May of 2003. So, like, I don't know, like a, a couple of weeks before, we decided that we're going to get together with everybody that I was currently working with, and it would be a party, and then we'd go to uh, this comedy club where somebody from Stern was was playing that night. It was a big, it was a big. Yeah, deal. I can't remember who. Everybody wanted to go, but okay, so whatever. <laughs> well, me and my uh, one of my good friends at the time, uh, well, still still a good friend. Um, we decided that we were going to start drinking in the afternoon. He was going to take the day off with me, and we were going to start. So we went to a diner for breakfast at like 10, 30, 11 o'clock and got loaded up with food. 
And then at about noon, we started with what we called Bloody Livers. And what that was was Captain Morgan and Crystal Light. Okay. Cool. All right. <laughs> and it was just me and him on a sunny late April. I think it was a Tuesday. It was like, but it was like 80 degrees in the afternoon. And we sat on his front porch on Oxford Street. And we killed two bottles of Captain Morgan, just the two of us. In the afternoon. That's some nice work. That's some nice work. Right? What we had for lunch, we split a pound of spaghetti between the two of us. Nice. All right. That's right, Mike. So there was nothing there was nothing in my gut in my gut. All right. There was no food. So did you get the spaghetti at Denny's? No. So I'm Three, yeah, yeah, yeah. three sheets to the wind by four in the afternoon. Steve had to work, and then we were going to pick him up and take – we were going to go to oh. Flaherty's was where the work get-together was. I'm already gone, okay? Yes. So now this next part, I don't remember Steve tells me, but I remember we go to my buddy's house, and his friend was going to drive us because neither one of us could go near a motorized vehicle. And he had a barely street-legal Jeep, okay? Yep. Barely, barely street-legal. And you, okay, you would think the embarrassing part of this story would be while I was riding in the front seat with this dude, and Keith and our friend was in the back seat, two of the whitest human beings you've ever seen in your life, screaming rap music (laughs) at the top of their lungs at every car that stopped. That wasn't even close to the most embarrassing, but I I personally was very embarrassed at that point. So then, with the top off on this warm uh, late April... Well, now almost evening. <laughs> Apparently, I stood up on the back seat while we're going down 590, which is a yep. highway mm-hmm. in Rochester. 55 miles an hour, maybe more. And Steve apparently is holding my ankle so that I don't fall out of the goddamn Jeep. <laughs> I have no recollection of this whatsoever. I would have grabbed his cack, but my hands weren't big enough, so right, I went it. for the ankles. <laughs> his penis. So we go to Flaherty's, and we have – I think it was – was there – Steve, do you remember? Was there any food at Flaherty's? I don't remember eating anything. That I, really <laughs> I ate food. Was there like, I don't think you did. I just I, – I drank everything that night, so – Dude, there was a ton of food. There was an absolute ton of food. I don't. I didn't ever remember you eating anything. I don't remember any of that, any of the food at all. Um, and I honestly, I don't remember much of Flaherty's at all. Like to the point where, the, like a couple of days later, I went in and talked to people that were there from work, and I was like, "Did I say goodbye to everybody? Did I like to thank everybody for coming?" And they're like, "Dude, you loved everybody." That Somebody night. got you a life size. When I say life size, normal human being size cardboard cutout of, I believe, Homer Simpson. Yeah, that was my going away card. They all signed it. Yes. And you did dirty things to all the Simpsons and Flaherty's. Dope! Right. Yeah. So so anyway, I drank, long story short, I know too late, I drank way too much at Flaherty's, even on top of the bottle of Captain Morgan I had killed earlier in the day. And then we go to the comedy club, and now we're waiting in line, and I start ordering beers. And... You know what, though? I'm not going to say this person's name. I'm not not going to... It was a... I'll tell you guys off the air. But it was a radio personality that was pretty popular Listen, at the time. There's nothing against saying this guy's name because it was perfect. I will say it because it's perfectly amazing right. what this guy did. You know John DeTulio? John DeTulio. Okay. Mm-hmm. He, was a- he did sports, local sports guy for like 20 years. He was in line with his pregnant wife. And they were right next like, to me. 
Yes. Keith, Keith puked on her? No, wait, no. it gets so much worse than that. Wait, let what? me let me tell this part because you were <laughs> yeah. you don't probably remember I, any I don't of this. remember it. You told Keith, me this is why I don't. Keith was arguing with the bouncer in the competitive Keith way. Wait, that he wait, 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 no, that was after. Yes, no. he was. Wait, I was, but this was, this was after because Just, I dropped the beer. No, 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 no. You dropped, but it had started because you were obviously way too drunk. <laughs> and we were trying to sneak you drinks because you wanted more while we were lying. And he came over and was like, hey, God, blah, blah, blah. And Keith was being loud and swearing and all that wonderful stuff that happens when we all get drunk. And this guy, John DeTulio and his pregnant wife, once again, the bouncer went up to him and said, hey, should I kick these guys out? And he said, nah, they're just having fun. Let them have fun. And right there and then I was like, dude. I will never have a bad word about you yeah, no, as he, long as I live. Was, that took a lot of class right there. Yeah, because I literally dropped my pint of beer like inches away from his wife's feet. So like it was like mm. oh. yeah, it was it was a bad scene, man. I'm, I'm telling you, there's there is nothing about this that I'm proud of. I'm just telling this so you guys can laugh at me because I was an ass. <laughs> yeah, but I gotta tell you, man, it's 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 refreshing to know that the Cortland education actually went to something. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's, it's really refreshing. So the, uh, how bad was that hangover, Keith? Well, wait a minute. Just wait a minute. Wait a minute. Just let me finish this story, okay? Right. So this comedy club, was not. it was not the late night showing. It was the first showing. This is 7 p.m., 8 p.m., <laughs> all right? And I'm freaking gone. The bouncer kicks me out because I'm being belligerent. He had absolutely every right to kick me out. But in my mind, okay, I vaguely remember dropping the pint. Now, I didn't remember that that night in that moment. So in my eyes, I blinked, and the next memory I have, I'm trying to justify to the bouncer why I should stay. Like, I have no idea why, in this moment, why he kicked me out. But I'm so drunk, I'm convinced I'm right. And so I'm yelling, who, who the fuck are you to make that decision about me? It was, it was a mess. So finally, and like my brother met us out, and he hadn't been around for any of it. He was just meeting us at the comedy club. He met us there, and he was just like, what? Oh, holy shit, what the hell did I walk into? So <laughs> they, they get me to the car, and we go back home. Our apartment was off of Park Avenue in Rochester, and it's like 8, 830. My night's over now, and I'm like, fuck, fuck this. I'm going to the park bench. And I tried like walking out of the apartment and they're all like holding me and da, 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 da. and I realized that I lost my cell phone at one point. I didn't have my cell phone at the time. And it wasn't a smartphone. Oh, back it wasn't a smart it wasn't a smartphone back in those days, but it was still my cell phone. And they're like, ah, it's probably in your brother's car. Don't worry about it. Da, 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 da. So we they, they took me on a sober walk all through the streets uh, intersecting Edgerton Street and Oxford Street in Rochester. And we hung out at my buddy's house, the one that had been pouring me Captain Morgan all day, and now all of a sudden was trying to uh, handcuff me to his couch in his basement so that I didn't go anywhere, do anything stupid, and hurt myself. Um, so I kept trying to sneak out of the, out of the base. Like it was, it's a, I was a mess. All right. So I'm yelling, I'm fighting with them. I remember Steve grabbed my freaking fat on the side and just like pinched. And like turned, like pinched and turned it to like freaking get me to just sh- shut up and sit down and stop acting like an asshole. And <laughs> like I got, I, got, I just got pissed at that, and it was, just, it was, it was a mess. And then we walked back, and as we're walking back to the apartment, I happen to kick a pile of leaves, and my cell phone goes skipping. And then I start yelling at them for lying to me about my phone being in my brother's car. You, you guys didn't know I was gonna lose my phone. Blah blah. blah. It was a oh god, it was a disaster. So I. I go back in the apartment, 
and I'm just in my room. And I swear to God, I sobered the fuck up by 11 o'clock at night. There was no hangover the next day because I peaked so early and went over that peak so early. And I had I was awake for so many hours after that that I sobered right back up. And I was like, yeah, I'm fine now. Sorry, guys. (laughs) But that is the most embarrassed I have been that I was that out of control and had absolutely no. Like, I I said a lot of shitty things to a lot of people that night. And let me tell you, the true hero that night was your brother. Because when he showed up, none of us could handle what was going on. And he was able to talk you off the ledge. It was unbelievable. Your brother was the one that saved that night. Uh, yeah. So like, Because you probably would have been arrested. Because you, you were ready to go in and beat up the bouncer who was seven times your size he was. sober. It was like he looked like Bull Hurley from over the top. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was, I'll never forget that, it man. Been bad. That's good times. Penis in this house. <laughs> penis. Oh, penis. This is pretty much my fucking mood. Fucking erect penis, mom. <laughs> penis. Penis. That very easily could have been me outside the comedy club. I was gonna say that, you. that was you. <laughs> it, it, it very easily could have been. So I okay. So I said the story. That is about, all he thinks about when he's wasted. So. <laughs> uh, Five years later or whatever. So now I've been to New Jersey and I've moved back. Okay. And I'm, uh, uh, got out of work early because I haven't fantasy football draft in my house and I'm listening to John DeTulio on the radio. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to make amends right now. And I called in. I called into the show and I said, I remember this. John, I said, you, I hope you don't remember this, but I owe you an apology. I, I, I talked about whatever topic they were talking about on the radio and then I threw this in on the end. And he didn't even remember it. I'm like, oh, it must not have been that bad. Uh, he didn't ah. even remember it. Or he was blasted, too. Yeah. I said, I owe you an no, apology. No, he was, it was just that was so long ago. That was, yeah, was a while ago. I got blasted, apparently. Yeah, well. <laughs> so, I do like the football helmet, Mike. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So that is that is my most embarrassing day of my month. I am not proud of any part of that story, uh, except maybe for starting to drink at noon, but... And everything after that, <laughs> everything after that was just downhill, downhill on roller skates. Good shit. It was not good. Day drinking is pretty fun. Yeah, as long so as you're drinking. As long as you don't turn into a belligerent asshole where you piss off all of your family and friends by the end of the night. Can I tell you, two about a week and a half ago, for the first time in five years, I was invited out. Now, mind you, I've been invited out numerous times with the youngsters I work with, and they invited me out, and I said, you know what, I'll go. Great time, drank way too much, and the hangover lasted three days. And right there, I was like, you know what? That's why I'll never do that again. I'm telling you, the hangovers yeah, now. The hangovers yeah. now. Oh. Oh, oh, After that's why you got to graduate to graduate to the smoke. After, yeah, <laughs> I'm thinking that. After, after my third of July escapade, it took me literally a week and a half to feel normal again. Oh my God, you were no. fucking. Oh yeah. That, you and Mike, it. you and Mike were in rare form that night. Yeah, but I was, I was projectile vomiting in my backyard. That's right, you were. Oh my god! <laughs> still one <laughs> of the funniest. Just talking about the other. It's less than six months ago. I know. <laughs> it was I know. still one of the funniest things I've ever seen when Mike started walking towards you and you started puking. He just beeline in the opposite direction. It was. This, that <laughs> I think. I think what it was was like we're going out to. We're both going out to pee. 
Well, that's what and you like, said to me. You're like, oh, he's pissing. I'm like, I don't think he's pissing. He's like, yeah, I'm going to go piss. And you start walking, and then you heard it, and you're like, all right, I'm, I'm going to go that way. <laughs> just went the other way. Oh, it was so I funny. I was so shocked by, by that whole thing, because when I left, everybody seemed all right. Yeah, I know. Like, exactly. Same uh, when I left, everything was fine. We well, well you know, there's that point. There's that point, not when you started Captain Morgan's in the middle of the day, but there's there's that point where you could you could be fine, or you could not be fine if you keep going, and I think we just yeah. kept going. Uh, Pete, when, when, <laughs> it happens. Pete, when you left, was yeah. Batman on the screen or was Pulp Fiction on the screen? Oh, this, this was Batman was still on. Oh yeah, nothing, so. nothing happened oh. until Pulp Fiction went on the screen, and oh, it's oh more on the movie later. <laughs> Sam, okay, Sam, a lot can happen in a movie. I, I, you know, right when Pulp Fiction started, yeah, Pulp we, Fiction oh, jumped. Oh, okay. So five or ten minutes into it, we we took off. Me, and Mike, oh, and Steve were watching. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna have to work really hard to beat that next summer. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll have to, we'll have to, and I have never been happier to be sober in my life to witness that. Uh, it was uh, fantastic. We'll have to come up with a new definition of the term "beat that." Just, just so you yeah. Know. Seriously. <laughs> oh man, I was freaking dead to the world until two in the afternoon on the fourth. Ugh. Oh, we know. Yeah. Never again. Oh, yeah. Now, not thinking. only that, but now Keith's got a new kitchen. Jamie had already <laughs> shoved Malort down my throat. Malort. Oh, Malort. That crap. Oh, my God. Sweetest liqueurs. Drink Malort to all my Chicago friends. It's a fucking Irishman's diarrhea. Put through a sieve. All right. That is episode 13. Hope you all enjoyed it. Catch us on the social. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Spotify, Apple Podcasts. That's pretty much it. Don't say penis in this house! Penis! Penis! Big fucking erect penis, Mom! Penis! Penis!